Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Got my PrevNAR 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't give Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. As you can see, my dish is empty, so Tim... Shantarongsu. Shantarongsu. What's up, y'all? Tim Shantarongsu here, and we are Eating While Broke. Eating While Broke. Thank you so much for feeding me today. Of course. Thanks for having me. I'm excited for you to try my little my little uh, recipe here. Yeah, I yeah. can too. Okay, do you eat a lot of uh, instant noodles? Uh, I think everyone that has been broke before has lived and died by the instant noodles. Matter of fact, if you're not a chef in ramen yeah. or instant noodles, mm-hmm. then you probably weren't broke enough. I think we've all kind of, <laughs> we've all had some version of this, right? Yes. And, um, you know, I feel like a lot of people, they're so used to this, they don't even know about like the real ass ramen that you get at like the Japanese spot, you know? Really? I feel like now the real ramen has become so popular. True, true, true. But I still run into people who are like, why would you pay $15 for some something you get for $1.99? You know, like they don't know about they the don't real know. stuff. They definitely don't know. So what are the ingredients you have for us today? Okay, so we got some mama noodles, which are a Thai version of like ramen noodles, okay? okay. And then we got some corn, which I just like to throw in everything. We got some some, uh, some scallions, some green onions, some hot dogs, some eggs, and some peanut butter. And some sriracha, of course. Yes. All right, so. Oh, wow. This is how I challenge to know if someone's really broke. Because <laughs> if they just do a straight ramen dish, I'm like, you haven't eaten ramen enough until you've tweaked it. You got to tweak and finesse in your own way, I think. Especially with the peanut butter. That was my dad's thing. That was something he got me doing when I was a little kid, so. Okay. All right. I'm excited. All right, well, let's do it. Let's do it. When was the last time you ate this dish? Man, probably, um, I mean, I probably just made this, like, probably like a month ago. Um, just, you know, when I'm at the house, uh, just like, and I, and, and we don't feel like just cooking or ordering food and you know, you can't, you can't go wrong, you know? But do you make it as fancy as this? Cause I feel like this is kind of fancy. 
I mean, I'll throw some hot dogs or some, I mean, now that I got a little, you know, I, I always have some, uh, protein. Wi- wifey doesn't like using the hot dogs. Okay. So I try to throw a little like ground chicken in there for okay. her or, or something a little, a little healthier. Mm-hmm. Um, you throw these packets in And just there. so you know, I've never actually heard of the mama. The mama noodles. Yeah. I, I've always heard of just one, uh, ROM like type of noodle. And right. then all of a sudden. You threw this name at me, <laughs> and then I was just like, "Oh!" And now I realize there's like a whole bunch of different types of noodles. Mama noodles are the uh, Thai equivalent of ramen noodles, and you know, like I said, my mom always likes using the, the Thai products because they're just better than mm-hmm. everything else. That's what she said, and um, I wasn't making a joke. That's literally like just what my mom said. So these have like a better flavor, you think? Yeah, yeah, different flavor. I like the I like the texture of it. Can you handle spice? I can handle. Okay, I'm, cool. I mean, we can. You know, right. the. You, we gonna we gonna try and hang because I've seen I've you'd be surprised on this show what I've eaten. Mm. I actually had a jail meal a couple last week, <laughs> which was very interesting. So, so I don't. I'm. This is gonna be my official meal of the day. Oh really? Okay, okay. Let's yes. I'm, I'm excited to so, make this for you. Okay. Did you ever do this? Just eat these raw. I actually did on the last episode. On the last episode? Yeah, it was my first time. Oh man. <laughs> I didn't even know that was a possibility. It's a great snack, and also. When it mixes with the hot water in your stomach, they expand so you get full. Oh. You know what I mean? I, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> I didn't even think about right. that. So tell me a little bit about yourself, like your upbringing, because I feel like we see you, you know, as a comedian, as a rapper, and mm-hmm. we don't really get to see that other side of like what life was like for you growing up and how you broke into the industry, because I'm sure you had quite a bit of hurdles. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if we're talking about eating while broke, um, you know, uh, my family was definitely broke. (laughs) (laughs) We, uh, we were just, you know, I grew up on like the, uh, east side of, uh, Long Beach. Uh, we had a little one bedroom apartment and, uh, my mom was a cook at like a casino, just wherever she could get cooking jobs, you know, cause that was, she just loved cooking. That was her thing. Um, and my dad was um, doing like welding jobs in L.A. And um, and one of my main real like motivators for trying to get on and 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 become like uh, successful in the whatever business I was in is because I wanted to, you know, take care of my parents and pay back my parents for yeah. all the all the times like they had to work because my mom was always working like super late nights. And, you know, she had like. At one point, she had like two jobs. She was working at two different restaurants. And one thing that I will say is that even though we were like broke mm-hmm. um, and we didn't necessarily have a lot of money for like fancy ingredients, my mom always made sure that like the food was was tasty, you know, mm-hmm. like because she was a, she was like a, a cook, you know, like mm-hmm. so usually ideally she wasn't using hot dogs. She liked to use. Um, like some ground pork or something like that. That was her thing. Mm-hmm. The hot dogs is just, I just really like hot dogs. Mm-hmm. So I think I just kind of asked my parents to make it with hot dogs a lot as a youngin. And uh, yeah. So my goal, I told them growing up that like, you know, with this entertainment stuff, I know it sounds crazy and I know it seems like it's pointless, right? But mm-hmm. I told them, I was like, watch one day, I'm going to make it work. I'm going to pay you guys his house off. I'm going to like take care of you guys. And um, we moved to a house in Paramount when I was 10. And um, and eventually we got to a point where 
I was able to uh, pay off the house, right? And um, but this is after you made it. On. This is yeah. This is way after. This is, this is after a bunch of stuff. How long would you say your grind was before you were able to buy them the house? So I was um, originally just trying to be an actor, like doing like TV movies and stuff like that, like auditioning. But but I felt like back when I first started, there was really no opportunities for Asian dudes specifically. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a whole lot of um, things I could audition for. Yeah, especially being like trying to just portray a regular ass person and not like a nerd or a kung fu dude yeah. you know so um i started auditioning for stuff but it wasn't working out so then i found youtube back in like 06 no one was really creating any type of content on youtube yet it was brand new so then i thought i'm gonna show you what to do with the egg right so what, the, what we do with the egg i've been is, dying to know this so what we do with the egg is all right so we're just gonna throw that in there and then what happens is yeah you can put it on that plate over there okay cool what happens is the uh the boiling water is gonna is gonna cook that egg up, right? Oh wow! And you don't you do you break the yolk in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna break it up in here. Oh, okay. Okay, so watch. I've gonna... never ever 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 in my life seen this. Yeah, this so this is very entertaining. This is something my mom um and a lot of like Asian people do like um with like rice soup. Mm-hmm. They'll like just bust an egg in there, and the heat from the soup will cook the egg, and then um and then you break it up, and then it it adds a nice little like different texture to the uh, flavor and like consistency to the to the broth i think you know all right all right how do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs 55 percent of white businesses survive the startup phase while only four percent of black businesses do the same so i want every black entrepreneur to know about the one million black businesses initiative the one million black businesses initiative is an award-winning program created by shopify and operation hope They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. Ready? Okay. Give me a beat. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. 
Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. So, started making YouTube videos because I thought, okay, this might be a good way to, to get into the, to just kind of put my face out there to see if something could happen through just me trying to, you know, um, just put myself out there, you know? So I started doing little stupid videos like freestyling and like just doing impressions just to, just to make my MySpace friends laugh, you know? Okay. And then, um. Dang, I heard MySpace and so Yeah, I know. This, this, is, this is how far back it goes, right? <laughs> And so, um, once I really started to gain an audience on YouTube, I thought, okay, this, this might be a thing. Cause, cause back then, you know, I feel like there was no place for, especially like Asian entertainers to really do our thing. You know what I'm saying? So there was, there was such like an audience online that was like, oh wow, I've never seen an Asian dude like being funny or, or, or singing or rapping. I started to build like an audience, you know, like it was a lot of kids that were like, oh, okay, he looks like me. This is crazy. I've never seen this before. And people who had never seen an Asian dude, like just being like funny before were like, oh, this is, this is, this is weird. I'm a, yeah. I'm a watch. Right. And, um, after doing my thing on YouTube for some time, uh, I built like a pretty strong audience. And then, uh, um, I was, uh, presented with the opportunity to audition for Wild and Out. And uh, I got on that show <laughs> and I was on Wild and Out for like six years, eight seasons, maybe. And um, and uh, and, you know, just it's just opened up a lot of opportunities, the YouTube stuff, the Wild and Out. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I got to a point where I was able to pay off my, my family's house, um, which was dope for me because uh, like once I, I gave my parents the check for for the house. Uh, my mom was like, finally, I can, I can take a break, you know? And I was like, oh, mom, I know, I know. Were you like crying or did that, you, I, I how was, did it feel? I was happy because I filmed the whole thing and I was happy. Like my mom cried. My dad was like, oh, I knew you could do it, blah, blah, blah. Wow. But the, I didn't get emotional until she said that, you know, that's yeah. when I was like, oh, mom, you know? Cause yeah. that, I mean, that's, that's why I, I, I did it at the end of the day, you know? Cause I wanted them to feel like they could take a break, you know? Yeah. So. Dang, that must have been crazy. It was crazy, especially, you know, after like years of like, I, I'm throwing corn in there just because yeah. I really like corn. No, do you. I'm, <laughs> I want to try your dish. And um, I love corn, by the way. That's oh, my favorite vegetable. Corn is my shit. Yo, people always check me like corn isn't uh, healthy. It gives you no nutrients. And I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> I, I, love, I love corn and I love like all like versions of corn. Like I love me popcorn. Too. I love the, uh, the elote <laughs> from the elotero man. Oh, uh, man. is that what you call it? Yeah. I love, let me tell you, when I see them on the street, yes. I will bust a straight U-turn big I, in my car. I say that search. all the time <laughs> because it's like a, it's almost like you're lucky if you see yes. them on the street. You're all shit. Okay. So, I'm, so here's the thing with the peanut butter. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Thai people, you know, we're big on curry, right? Yeah. A lot of curry is like peanut based. So my dad, whenever he was making these noodles for me, he would throw in some peanut butter because okay. he felt like the peanut butter kind of like, um, you know, added a little something to it and also was similar to like a, a curry take. Okay. Right? I'm just, I'm just throw this is in there. Is that too much peanut butter or is that enough? We're just going to throw it all in. Okay, go. See what happens. 
So I don't know if I've ever added this much peanut butter. Uh, <laughs> but I figure, you know, let's make it so you can you can really get this peanut butter, you exactly. know? Exactly. It's gonna be protein. It looks <laughs> great. I don't like this. Alright. It looks delicious. And look, you can see the egg turn into egg. Yes. That's amazing. Oh yeah, so this is a whole watch. This is, this is you're gonna you're gonna start throwing your egg in some soup after this, I'm telling you. I can see that. All right, see. So did your parents ever have some doubt and say like you should go to school or something? Yeah, you know, I mean my whole life when I was like pursuing the whole entertainment stuff, like they always said they always said like, okay, yeah, we know this is what you love, this is what you wanna do. But also, you know, make sure you get yeah. your, uh, oh. make sure you get your degree, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'll be like, yeah, 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 I'm going to get my degree, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and that was always the goal that I was going to go back and, and finish and get my degree, right? But it got to a point where I kind of had to balance both things, you know? And I, I was having trouble balancing, like, college and, like, the different shows that were popping up and the different shoots I had to do. So I eventually, like, I took a semester off and then I took another semester off. And then I took like a year off and then I eventually just never went back, you know? Do they ever mention it? Well, because <laughs> well, now you, you cut a check for their house. They're like, uh, we don't care what you do. Right. I, I was just going to say, like, I mean, my mom one time, one time she was like, you, you're going to go back and get your degree. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I was like, mom, you really want me to finish my degree? Well, you want to keep paying for your shit. And she was like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> never mind, never mind, never mind. <laughs> but the thing about it is I knew... They kind of, I think at the, at the end of the day, you know, Asian parents, even though like, you know, traditionally they want you to be like a doctor or, or, or finish school, at least I think they just really want you to um, have security, you know yeah. what I'm saying? They want to make sure I'm taken care of. And I think once they realized that it was, it was legit and it was really something I was like making money off of and I could live off of, then they, then they took it seriously. You know, all parents kind of brag to their friends about what their kids do. Right. Yeah. And then um, I remember. My dad used to be like, oh, you know, my son, he majors in this and this and that. And, and he also does these little like videos with his friends. Right. But then I remember one day he was like, yeah, you know, uh, my son's famous on YouTube. I'm like, oh, OK, <laughs> OK, he, he gets it. He gets it now. Here's what I, I've got a little, a little portion for you. Yay. Um, you know, I, I got some green onions on there just to just to have them. I feel like little peanuts should be at the top of this. Yeah, that, that would be nice. actually. Right. Throw some little. How, how you like these? Ooh. Look at that. There this is looking official. Just a little, a little. I feel like I should. I'll oh, just take a couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take all your little. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I should have a, a phone on this set and just be able to take pictures of the dish. Man. Because some of these are plated. Look how nice it's plated. Y'all can't see this, but it's plated really good. It's plated really great, guys. <laughs> <laughs> this looks delicious, and it didn't take long to make. No, not at all. You know. Instant. And this this was really affordable too. I mean it was like a couple bucks. I mean, yeah, you know, when you're broke, you gotta, you gotta yeah. make do with what you got. This is good broke eating though. Alright, well, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna let you get the first bite. I everyone's doing that to me. <laughs> you take the first bite. It's hot. Mm-hmm. It's extremely hot. Mm-hmm. Was there ever a point in your career where you felt like you weren't gonna make it? Or like, was there like a hurdle that you thought, mm, I may have may need to do a, a U-turn? You know what? Um, oh, you can you can really just a lot of peanut butter in there. Mm. <laughs> yeah, good. Like that. Mm -hmm. Not bad, right? Mm -mm. I'm going to throw a little sriracha in mine. The flavoring on this mm -hmm. is like restaurant quality. Dude. Like I would I would totally pay like $20 for this dish. And that's 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 what that's what they do. 
The gentrification of some instant noodles. Now I was playing. So what was that point? Hmm. Um, you know what? Here's the thing, right? Um, I've never felt discouraged like that. Because mm-hmm. for me, I always looked at it as just something I really had to work towards. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I ever, like, I'm still not where I want to be, you mm-hmm. know, because I still feel like I have a lot of work to do still. Um, and um, I was never at a point where I felt like, ah, oh, man, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, like, I'm failing at this, right? Mm-hmm. Because I felt like as long as I kept making baby steps towards what I was doing, then I was, I was going in the right direction. You know, so I feel like as long as I just keep working and keep grinding, I was going to be all right. You know, what would you say is the hardest milestone you've had to hit in your career so far? Mm. I feel like, you know, I think that um, a lot of people will get discouraged when you get like rejected. Right. Mm -hmm. When you're going on auditions and you don't get the part that you wanted. Like I've I've literally had like five different movies that were supposed to be like built around me like people were like all right we going to india we shooting this movie mm-hmm. um oh we got this movie oh j cole's gonna be in it you we, we were the one what? we want you for yeah. like multiple different projects that have just fizzled away and fell flat you know i think you know when you're younger you know i got a lot of people of course like me as like especially with me doing the rap stuff as well like you know people would start they would they would be be laughing before i even started rapping you know, mm-hmm. especially like when I was younger, younger. Yeah. What is what is this? You trying to rap? And then um, but I think it's like you can't let stuff like that keep you from going after what you want, you know. Because yeah. there's always gonna be somebody like talking shit or or making you feel stupid or making you um or telling you that like you're you're you can't do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like what what's the point? I feel like life is too short to, to worry about what other people think about you and what you want to do. When I see people like yourself or Cardi B or or people that like transcend, mm-hmm. like, you know, go against the norm or the tradition, there's a certain level of value and appreciation because by you doing that, you just opened a door, a crack in a window mm-hmm. for someone else to come through. So I do know what you're talking about. Like when they were like at one point, I remember like if you saw an Asian character, it was just karate or or, Mm -hmm. and there were these very small you know roles similar to like you know what blacks had to go through too Mm -hmm. but when you're able to break through that barrier it's like did you have anybody ever approach you like dude if it wasn't for you (laughs) yeah i mean i definitely you know especially since in the beginning of my youtube videos i was giving a lot of relationship advice to like teenagers Mm -hmm. and i feel like it was a lot of um young asian dudes who had no type of role model or they didn't really have anybody they could talk to that were writing me letters and asking me for advice just on how to be confident, how to approach girls, whatever, whatever. So I get a lot of kids that come up to me like, yo, man, started watching you when I was in junior high, just graduated college. You helped me get through high school, this wow. and that. So that's that's dope for me because yeah. the main reason I got into it was because I didn't see anybody that looked like me that I could look up to, yeah. you know? and And... My old stage name, Timothy De La Ghetto, is actually from an old episode of The Fresh Prince. Because oh. I was a big, like, Fresh Prince fan. Who wasn't? Yeah, of course, <laughs> right? And I remember watching The Fresh Prince, and and there was an episode where Carlton's tux, like, shrank at the cleaners or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he needed another tux to go to the dance. So we had to get a last-minute, like, baby blue, little corny tux, right? And there was this group of nerds that walked up. And one nerd, Asian dude, was like, hey, Carlton, nice tux. 
<laughs> and I remember thinking, damn, this is the first time I've ever seen an Asian dude on The Fresh Prince or even on TV, like yeah. ever, right? Yeah. And I remember thinking like, if this is how the rest of the world, like if you don't know any Asian people and you just love The Fresh Prince, this is the first time you see an Asian dude. This is your only perception of yeah. Asian dudes, right? Yeah. And I just remember thinking like, man, that, that's not me. And uh, that's not like anybody I know. Yeah. And I need to get out there and just rep for my peoples, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty, uh, pretty awesome. Why did you decide to like switch your name back? You know, it was a, it was a combination of things. Like the, the quarantine kind of had me like thinking about life, right? Mm-hmm. And thinking about like, I was like, yo, if I, if I got Corona and died like right now, <laughs> Like, I don't know if I want people to remember me by this, like, YouTube name I came mm-hmm. up with, you know? Like, and in the in the grand scheme of things, if I see myself, like, accepting awards and, and getting, like, Academy Awards and stuff, mm-hmm. I don't want to be like, oh, I, what's up? I'm, you know, this is my, my silly name, my internet name. I'm Timothy Dale. I get it. I was like, I'm, let me, let me, um, I was thinking about just, like, my legacy as a person. Mm-hmm. And if my whole MO also is to make Asian dudes proud, let me fully embrace my long ass Thai last name. Yeah. And because, you know, originally, like, you kind of think I need a Hollywood name because, like, Hollywood is not going to be able to pronounce my name. Right. But then I was like, man, if Arnold Schwarzenegger can. can Very can good my, point. Yeah. I'm like, if I actually see myself being at the at the level that I want to be, then people will have to know my name. You know? Yeah. So I was like, OK, let me let me let me change it up. Go back to my my government name. And, you know, not only, like, um, just have a more, like, professional sounding name, but also, like, you know, represent for my people and, you know, for my dad and uh, and just kind of, like, fully be proud of that. Yeah. 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 Sounds, sounds good. So, I know you're, like, a foodie, just like myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you did something that I thought was pretty kind of... What's up? It was kind of questionable. Um, I couldn't even watch it fully. Oh. But um, you you think I know what I'm you know going to say? Yeah, I do. I do. I do. All right. You guess it. You talking about when I when I ate my wife's placenta? Yes. I was just like <laughs> a part of me would feel like, man, this man loves me. But another part of me is like, yo, if we were in a desert <laughs> island, he would maybe eat. Me. <laughs> well, that's the thing about it is I didn't do it out of love for her at all. I just wanted to do it. So, <laughs> but it was like, Wait. how do you tell the hospital? Hey, uh, by the way, uh, can you put that placenta in a freezer chest? I'd like to take it home and cook it. I asked beforehand. I was like, what? what how, if I want to take this placenta, how you guys feel about that? Because the placenta just gets thrown away um, if no one wants it. But it looked like a steak. Like, so I thought placenta was like a liquid in a tube or nah, something. No, 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 no. Placenta is. And it's in there right now. You got one in there. <laughs> it's, a, it's an organ that develops while you're pregnant, mm-hmm. you know, to help uh, feed the baby, but also suck out uh, like bad uh, things. Yeah. All right. And it's like it basically looks like a pancake organ situation. Yeah. And so after you give birth, you're going to push that out. And the hospital just was like, yeah, you can take it. You got to bring your own cooler. So I bought a little igloo cooler. And I was like. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have some ice? So one of the ladies, the nurse ladies brought me some ice, um, put it in the cooler, and then they put the placenta in, in a little plastic bag for me, and I threw it in the cooler. 
So, like, while she was pushing, you were like, hey, be careful with that placenta. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Don't hey. waste that. <laughs> Make sure you get that placenta. <laughs> Don't let it hit the ground. <laughs> so, behind the scenes, I have to dig. In while and out, you guys all have to write your own, or do you guys, you battle it out, and then you go to the stage? No, no. What happens is, um, what happens is they'll kind of, they'll tell you who's going to be on the, the next, uh, the other team. Mm-hmm. And some people, I mean, some people definitely go in like, you know, like with some jokes ready. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll have a couple jokes in the back of my mind sometimes. But if anything, you know, right before we shoot the wild style, which is where we actually battle, um, you know, you kind of are just like looking up and down at everybody on that team. Like, all right, who's, who's about this? What can I say about this person? <laughs> and sometimes people mess up and they'll come up to me and be like, hey, I got bars for you. In my head, I'm like, cool, cool, cool. No, I'm like, all right, all right, cool. And in my head, I'm like, oh, man. Cause then I'm like, all right, I know what I'm about to say. <laughs> I'm like, okay, okay, let me look at his fit. Let me look at his hair. All right, all right, all right, you know? So if someone was trying to be in your position, mm-hmm. you know, going from eating while broke, <laughs> literally, <laughs> and becoming the best chef at eating while broke, this may <laughs> be my favorite dish on the show. Woo, um, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to getting to your seat on your position mm-hmm. in, in, in the entertainment business and breaking tradition, what advice would you give them? I look at it like this. Oh, you want to hear some? You want to hear some something cool? Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. So of people always ask me, they're like, "Yo, how does it feel? How do you feel to be living your dream?" Right? Mm-hmm. And I always tell them, like, here's the thing: is I never looked at what I do as a dream, right? Because I feel like a dream is something that seems real, like little far away like not real you know yeah. what i'm saying like a dream is like i'm, I'm, I'm flying like, like a fantasy yeah, yeah. And i never looked at it like that i look at my goals more like a destination right because a destination is something you know is there yeah. you just gotta keep on heading towards it oh i you know like what I'm saying that. like and you might not you might not go the same way you thought you had to go like you might have to pivot and go uh take different um detours but yeah. if you keep on moving forward towards that destination, you'll get there. So that's how. That. Yeah, right. That's tight, right? I mean, that. that's hella tight. Did you just come up with that? <laughs> no, 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 no. I've been saying that for years. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So I always tell people, like, you got to look at your goals as a destination, not a, not a dream. Because a dream is, like, unrealistic. But a destination yeah. is there. If, as long as you keep working towards it, you'll get there. You know. So how long was your road trip to your destination, would you say? Man, you know what? I feel like I'm still, I'm still on the journey. You know? Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm just like You're still uh, on the road trip. Still on the road trip and I'm I'm enjoying the ride. It, it's come with its um fun pit stops. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm just continuing the 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 road trip and um and I'm still I feel like you know, I still got work to do as far as like where I I want to be, but you know, I can, I can do it. And thank you so much for feeding me. You're welcome. I'm um, glad you liked it. The second is uh, taping stops. I'm going to be slurping this. <laughs> you should have made more. Damn, we still got more here. Oh, uh, well, we're going to have Anyways, <laughs> uh, I'm Colleen Witt, and this is Tim. And you say your last name. I'm not getting made fun of today. Chanta Rongsu. You'll get it. Chanta Rongsu. There you go. I did it perfectly. <laughs> Um, on another episode of Eating While Broke, and I don't know what I'd call this dish, but I think delicious would be it. Yeah, Eating While Broke on a budget, but making it Thanks, guys. For more Eating While Broke from iHeartRadio and The Black Effect, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Eating While Broke. 
Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine.